This is Hope FM. Community Now, Danny Miller, good to be with you and uh, hope you're having a great morning. I'm delighted to bring in and uh, welcome two great guests from the prayer house in Weymouth. So here we go. We've got pastors Paul and Fortune. Good morning, guys. Good, good morning, morning, Danny. All right. It's hey, good Danny. to have you both here. And uh, when I ask how you're doing, I simply mean, how are things going? You know, when, you know, in this post-COVID world, um, you know, we're only into February, so, uh, but a lot can happen, you know, in, in a month or so. But how are things going? You know, when it comes to um, family, church, all, all that stuff, life, you, you know, is it very different to two years ago for you or is it all getting back to whatever normal looks like it it definitely certainly was a very different um for me because um my wife and i've just uh welcomed our first little baby um yeah that's gonna change it, <laughs> isn't it Paul? absolutely no going back so uh, for the past two months uh i've been having first-hand experience of what it is to be uh sleepless and <laughs> what it is to be yeah. woken up at 4 a.m uh-huh. and uh to be you know walked around the house and all the rest of it so yes um life is looking very different for me at the moment um very exciting mm-hmm. um looking forward to everything that it brings oh that, well firstly congratulations oh, i mean you. you know uh, both to you your wife and and so you're a baby what, what's their name um iron iron that's yeah. a lovely name listen don't don't make the mistake that i do when um uh, especially at church you know uh, that that sunday you wake up how's it going how much because i've got two daughters they're a bit older now but yes. you, you know i remember getting the question my wife was with me and they said so is she sleeping at night and i said yeah she's ah. she's sleeping really well she's great and then Oh, man. I mean, I've learned, but it takes me a while. And I've got a little nudge. And my wife, in that certain tone, where you know then you're in trouble, yes. was like, no, she was awake three times yes. in the night. I'm you like, just oh, didn't know about it, no. did you? <laughs> anyway, so so there we go. <laughs> but, so, welcome to the club there, uh, Fortune. Uh, Paul, what about you, family? Well, I joined the club a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and my oldest is now down here at Bournemouth. He's 28, I think. Or, yeah, great, great. He's at Moreland's, loving it, doing, a, doing his final year. Of final year. But yeah. the exciting thing was during lockdown, my first grandchild came along to my daughter. Um, Emily gave birth to a little guy called George. And he's absolutely gorgeous. Right. He's 18 months now. Yeah. And it brings it all back. And you realise how quickly it goes yeah, and how much true. you miss that mm. baby fix. Yeah. And even mm. holding Forty's little yeah. baby yeah. now, it's the, the <laughs> newborn. Well, she's not even newborn anymore. And it's just all yeah, goes so yeah. quickly. But just having that, that sort of, oh, just smelling their hair and yeah. cutie baby. Oh, I love yeah. it. Paul, you don't look so, old enough. To Thank be a grand you, Danny. I, 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 know listen, mate, right I know this is radio, but I think, oh my word. Uh, you know, but yeah. you know what? It's true, and it does go by so quick. So even though when you get told that, I know you, yes, know, you get told yeah. that, you just got to embrace every yeah. chapter because every chapter is um, just a precious season. And yeah. I know that, as you know, Paul, they're all different, but yeah. yet they're just amazing. So yeah. even though 28 and uh, at Moreland, so the conversations, different things are happening. It's great to see, you know, things unfolding in their Absolutely. lives and the choices that they make. And, you know, sometimes not always, oh, I'd have done things different, but, <laughs> but you got to let them, you let them yeah. live. And, and it's just, it is precious, but embrace every chapter, isn't it? So, oh, yeah, so that's great. You. 
Thank you. Okay, uh, but listen, I would say we'll pray for you, but you, just give up because you, you, no you, you ain't going to get any sleep, but, uh, but don't worry about oh, it anyway. Man. This is Hope FM. Uh, Paul, uh, you know, your background, did you, did you come from a Christian family? Well, I did, actually. In fact, my I grew up in the middle of Dorset in the most rural kind of country bumpkin type of environment you could ever imagine. And we were like the hillbillies of that environment as well. <laughs> so, wow. But mum and dad oh. were deeply devout Christians. Lovely. And they right. went to this little gospel hall in yeah. the evenings mm-hmm. and they went to the Baptist church in Gillingham and Dorset um, in the mornings, which was a bit bigger and a bit more happening. Um he says with a smile and yeah. uh, and so church was part of our lives and okay. jesus right from the earliest earliest days of so as far back as you can remember totally you you were given the opportunity going to church those memories yeah right. and what's amazing although it was it was a way of life it wasn't just a kind of belief system and it, it really did come kind of, dad didn't Love work it. he was a blacksmith he didn't work on sundays it was yeah. like a really yeah, special yeah, day yeah, yeah. And you wore different clothes yeah. on Sundays and all the rest of it. There was something so real and tangible mm-hmm. about my mum and dad's faith. And I remember when I was a little boy, um, I I had an older sister and a younger sister. And my mum, obviously the household was quite female dominated mm-hmm. when dad was at work. And I said to my dad one night when he's put me to bed, I said, I really wish I had a brother, dad. And he said, why don't you pray? And I asked Jesus to give you a brother. So I prayed. And sure enough, I got two. I mean, not straight away, but there, there, a baby came along very soon after that. So I don't, I've no idea if mum was already pregnant. Yeah, well. But um, so right from the lovely. age of three or four, I knew that God was interested yeah. in my prayers, which yeah. was yeah. the most yeah. cool thing imaginable. Yeah, it is. Even the small prayers. Yeah. You know, we can pray about big, huge things that are going on in the world and the yeah. world around us. But yet... As you know, the the little things that sometimes we say, Lord, you know what? That'd be nice if yeah. it's such and such. And because he's so interested in us, mm-hmm. it is, but sometimes we're still, even now, we're surprised. It's like, oh, yeah. the Lord has answered. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, so you grew up in, in quite a large family as well. Yeah, I, I had um, four siblings, so yeah. two brothers, two sisters, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but w- what about when you, you know, you know the difference with right or wrong? You had that that personal um, experience yourself because uh, you know there is that season yeah. of growing up and being taught and, and the mm-hmm. household you, you grew yeah. up in, lovely, which is very yeah. precious. But then there's you got to walk that alone. You got to yeah. walk your walk. Definitely. Uh, is there a time that you remember when uh, that kind of kicked in? Absolutely. I, I remember it's clear as day. I was five years old. We had an evangelist doing a tent mission in our field, in our little tiny village, um, which did actually have some kids in it then. Um, And uh, I remember him saying, you know, how many of you have given your life to Jesus? And I didn't put my hand up. And and I thought, right, I'm going to do it now. You know, and he gave us the opportunity. So that was I was five then. Then I remember being at a big meeting in Bristol in the Colston Hall. Um, and at 18, I remember saying to God, standing up and saying, God, I gave my life to you as a five-year-old. Now I'm giving my life to you as an 18-year-old. I'm getting emotional just even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And it was such a conscious decision, and I was in the sixth form at school. I was going through all that kind Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. scepticism, everything else that everyone's sort of immersed in at school. Um, And I said, no, this is my conscious decision as an adult now. 
And then when I was 19, I was just at art college down here doing my foundation course at Shelley Park. Um, and I, came, I got, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, which I, I'm happy to talk about some more, where I literally changed my whole life. And from that moment on, I thought, Jesus, anything you've mm-hmm. said is possible. Mm-hmm. I will give my life to this yeah. from this day forward. Wonderful. Here I go. And that was 19. <laughs> Yeah, 19. That's amazing. That's pretty good to hear. That yeah. is Pastor Paul. Now, Forchi as well. Hey. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's still awake. Uh, good. So. <laughs> so what about you? What about your background? So, did you grow up in a Christian family? I, I did grow up in a Christian family. However, I am originally from India. And I've only lived in England for the past eight years. Um, and I've been with Paul in the prayer house the whole time. That um, So my dad was a pastor in a church and the church I grew up in was quite a large church. It started off as a church plant. But by the time I came into the picture and I was growing up in it on a Sunday morning, we would roughly have about 10 to 12,000 people in it. Um, so it's, you'd call it a mega church, um, I suppose. And uh, so... Grew up in a Christian family, um, pastor's son, very typical, so kind of grew up in church all the way through. Went to Sunday school every Sunday, all the rest of it. Um, And um, yeah, my church background was um, very much a Pentecostal, charismatic background, so um, that's what... I grew up. Yeah, with. No, that, that's great. And, and um, I mean, there'll be people listening, thinking, "What? What? What is that? What is that? Uh, yeah, exactly." You know, but, and there's others thinking, "Yeah, I mean, and that's pretty amazing." To be honest, I was um, in uh, where was I? I think I was in Delhi, uh, New Delhi, and um, you know, f- some meetings and things going on, yeah. and then off to Bhutan after and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I remember uh, we, we got in a taxi and we just um, we did ask, uh, you know, take us to the just the most ori- ori- original. Um, authentic Indian restaurant right. that, that you can find. And, and you know what? He, we thought five minutes drive. It's about an hour. And he just <laughs> drove and I'm like, where is he taking us? And we ended up in this amazing restaurant. It really was lovely. And uh, obviously I'm, I'm really bringing a major carnality to this. But <laughs> it was just great. And, um, you know, uh, listen, a great experience. It's a precious um, of what God is doing over in, uh, in India yes, as well. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, you're going back seven or eight years ago. Right? Yes. What was the transition like for you? Um, so I first came to England. Um, so I'm from Chennai in India, for those of you who might have just joined. Uh, and I've been in England for eight years now. So I grew up in a place called Chennai in the southeast of India. It's on the coast. Um and I came to England as a missionary, as a youth worker, as part of this organization called Pays Project. Um, and they recruit um, people from around the world and they place them in local churches around England. And so I applied um, and it was an absolute miracle. I was coming to the end of my um, degree. I have a degree in economics back in India. Um, I wanted to be a businessman, um, be quite successful and all the rest of it. Short, Long story short, I found myself in Weymouth with Paul and at the prayer house and it was different because uh, if you haven't heard this before I grew up in a church that's quite big and a big city with 8 million people and I came to Weymouth that has about 60,000 people in it. Um, a little different, isn't it? A very different seaside <laughs> town, you know, very much about the summer. 
and the rest of the time we're all catching up with whatever is on, whatever is going on. Everyone trying to stay warm. Yeah. It was such an incredible um, transition, and it was like a shock to my system. I remember uh, one of the crazy things that happened. I lost a bunch of weight. I became a skeleton because the food was different. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's had a curry knows what it can do to you. Mm-hmm. And imagine <laughs> that three times in your in a day. Because that's what we did in India, um, and then coming and having um, a ham and cheese sandwich for lunch, and saying that's it. Do you want a cup of tea with it? And it's like, mm, right, okay, <laughs> nice tartar, guys. Where's the main course? Like <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that was that just things like that was really interesting for me. And then church is just so different. Um, you know, the church culture, the Christian culture is very different. Um, so just. Uh, but I knew the one thing that kept me going was I knew that I was there. I was in the right place at the right time. And I knew that God had sent me. And uh, w- the very first thing that Paul and I did when I came to Weymouth was we do this thing called day shift at the prayer house. Uh, it's every Monday morning. We do three out. We, we used to three hours of prayer and worship and intercession. And that's the first thing Paul and I did. And our hearts just was lit on fire that day. And we knew that heaven was there and our hearts was being connected by someone else. And that, and immediately we knew it. And um, do you want to say any more about that, Paul? Well, it was just like Forty said. And um, we, sometimes we would have a bit of a crowd, but on that day, it was just, I think, just the two of us. And he was on the keyboard, I was on the guitar and Mm -hmm. we worshipped our heads off and prayed and stuff and then I said I'll take you out for lunch and um, he didn't want any lunch and he was this was before he started losing weight and we sat in Asda cafe where the coffee is terrible and so it's an advert for don't drink There are other coffees available. That's all I'm going to say. There's options. There's options. (laughs) And... uh, and I said to him, Forty, I just want to, the spirit of God was all over me. I just started prophesying over him. I was crying my eyes out. And we were sat in this cafe just slobbering. And um, I can still remember a lot of what I prophesied that day. But what I knew was that God had joined our hearts. And whether Forty was going to stay in Weymouth or not was going to be irrelevant in the sense that our hearts were connected mm-hmm. i mm. felt for good and yeah. we would be then somehow teamed up in a way or another the mm. way god does it often mysterious but yeah 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 and yeah. i said to him for i just want you to know i don't do this with all the pays interns you get <laughs> this is this is unusual and yes. i think really uh, you know that's where our friendship yeah, yeah. yeah. that's great yeah. awesome and that yeah. was such an important moment because when we talk about transitions um when you know whether whether it's about like a big life decision or whether you're moving houses or you're moving to a different area whatever what you're really looking for is that sense of like belonging yeah that yeah. sense of like knowing that yeah this feels right and if you have that then you know that you know you can face anything that comes your way and then you're going to be okay because you know you that you belong and you know that this is the place that you know you're supposed to be and i think that moment was so special for my transition i mean it wasn't without challenges it wasn't without difficulties but just that little caveat in like like the little moment is like actually 
no, I know that I'm meant to be here. Yeah, and, and there's such a great feeling when that goes on, where you know, okay, whether it's the valley or mountaintop, whatever's going on in the external, there's no better feeling to know that, okay, you know, all this is going on, but yet this is where I'm called. This is my purpose. This is where I'm supposed to be. Uh, because when you got that, everything else can just slot into place. And uh, and so that's great. We're going to hear more from Fortune Paul uh, from her house in Weymouth uh, right after this. There's so much more coming your way. This is Hope FM. I'm joined with Passes Paul and Forchi. So, guys, um, there we have the prayer house. And uh, uh, Paul just talked to you earlier. It's been going for a few years. But you know what? Just highlight to me some of the changes, challenges, um, uh, even transitional points, you know, where it's just changed over the years. So basically what I'm asking is how did it look now compared to how it looked a few years back? Mm. Well, when we started out, we were just a, a, a handful of enthusiastic believers who absolutely wanted Lovely. to see God move, yeah. who prayed, wept, worshipped, you know, and we 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 didn't really, we weren't very professional in anything we did. I'd never been to Bible college. I'd grown up in a very Bible-centric home. Yeah, lovely. Um, and I'd love the Bible. I, I still eat it. Do you know what I mean? I devour <laughs> it. I love it. And... Uh, um, but at the same time, I think there was that real hunger to see a move of the Holy Spirit. And I think we were so um, aware of our own shortcomings that mm. we thought, God, unless you do this, we're done for. Mm. You know, this mm-hmm. this whole thing is mm. going to fail. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, we grew very slowly and we had the children on a traveling a couple of traveling rugs at the back of the hall. And it was boomy old gymnasium. Then we moved different into a different building within the college and that was much better much more comfortable we enjoyed a period of growth um and we got a bit more up together in what we were doing got more systems in place and that kind of thing then we in uh, 1999 we moved into the building which we called the prayer house and that was when we changed our name from being the new covenant church as in new testament we thought that sounded a bit too hard to explain but prayer house obvious you pray when you you know it's a house where you pray so yeah but that's the result uh, that that yeah. is true um okay so I'm, I'm jumping you forward yeah. okay you're going from 99 but, but so what are the key values then and i know i'm stating the obvious prayer but but what are sure. what do you mm. uphold as important uh in your church so prayer yeah. what, what else I, what's the I culture think like we we love to worship we are worshipers first and last we yeah. we make always make a priority to spend time in that place of encounter and intimacy with god where we're not just singing songs we're not we are trying to play them well but we're also kind of almost like i'm a painter as well so imagine a canvas and we see our worship is just like putting something fresh on that Mm, canvas mm, every time mm, we come together mm, yeah and sometimes there's there are chunks of spontaneous song yeah just kind of flow out of that sometimes it's prophetic and yeah. people prophesy yeah. and input into that and you know sometimes it'll just be the sweetest kind of songs that we know but we're just enjoying them mm. and using them as a vehicle to kind of bring our love to, yeah. to the lord yeah. and so yeah i and my and i think 
in, in terms of primary value, our expectation then is from that place of honouring and preferring and waiting and kind of being with him, mm. then all the other stuff, all the good stuff flows from mm. that really and mm. all the all the preaching in the world. Mm. Yeah. I think we'd just love to get in as that sort of richer place of his yeah. presence as yeah. we can yeah. and yeah. then yeah. preach and yeah. minister and pray for people from there. Lovely. Thank yeah. you. That's, that's lovely to hear, yes. Paul. Fortunately, okay, a few years. Um, yeah. Has your role and, uh, you know, your giftings and things, has that changed over these last few years yeah. while, while serving, working with Pastor Paul, but, but serving together and then operating Absolutely. in the church? Absolutely. So when I first came, I very much was an apprentice in youth work and schools work in particular, um, because that's what pays to. So I was going into the local schools. Uh, I would be doing lunch clubs, after school clubs, assemblies, things like that. Everything Christian about the faith. Um, that very much was my role. And in the evenings, I'd get involved with the you know the youth groups and Sunday school and so on in the church, within the church. But um, over the years, um, it you know, it comes it has come to a point now where yeah my official title is assistant pastor and it's like um what um it, it has definitely grown it's definitely changed and it's become clear i think that initial thing that we were talking about that god sent me here with a, a with a purpose and there's a plan i think that kind of started unraveling a little bit as the years went by as i stayed committed uh you know to the vision um and tell us a little bit about <coughs> i'm dropping you back to pace because yeah. um uh, i, I want to just you, you know uh draw that out just for a few seconds from you that was yep. your experience that that kind of in a way the lord used to bring you over here yes um i, I would i had a, a nine ten years as assemblies of god pastor but in those years Yes. We used pays. Cool. And, and right. you know what? They, I, I didn't get any uh, anyone from India, Paul, but I did get <laughs> Germans. Oh, yeah, and they had so a lot of Germans. Yeah, lot of I, I won't mention yeah, yeah. the war, or, you know, <laughs> 1966. <laughs> Listen, I'm kidding, because I tell you what, they were precious. Yeah. We had some wonderful, in fact, there were some young girls who served in our youth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my, my children then benefited from that, but we had a, a number of youth, and they were just amazing. Yes. And so I personally yeah. have been really impressed with pays. <laughs> I, I've had good they, Experiences. Yeah, so, yeah, they are great. I thought let's just use this for the next couple of minutes. So yeah, highlight. Just share a little bit about uh, pays and 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 with the whole perspective. Uh, for she is in the way of what if a young person they're listening. Yeah, they're actually praying. What do I do? What yeah. what. You great. know, Lord, where do I fit in? And yeah. you know, there are organisations, there are missions, there are churches as well. There's lots out there, so that's good. Yes. But what about pays? Where do they yeah. fit in? Yeah. Um, so pays. If you're interested, it's uh, the website is paysmovement.com. And just quick flashback. So Pete and Bryony Baker, they're the ones uh, leading pays, and Bryony is from originally from the prayer house in Weymouth. Oh, wow. And hey, good yeah, stuff. You were sent to church. Yeah, I like that. So, Bryony's parents uh, were part of the eldership team back when they okay. originally right. started okay. and helped plant the church, didn't they, Paul? Yeah. And so, Bryony and Pete are great friends of ours. And um, so, Pays is uh, a time where it, it is a gap year 
where it, you can take so if you're if you're a young person listening to me um so you might be 17 or 18 leaving school and thinking ah what do I do now do I just jump straight into uni what should I do check out paysmovement.com and it's great so you get um recruited you get trained you get sent to different areas around the world you can choose different nations now which wasn't quite the options when I was first starting off but now you can go to so many nations uh around the UK and uh, um so you get trained in bible study you get trained in leading other people you get trained in mentoring other people discipling other people uh you get trained in serving your local church where you are placed at and um you are always part of a team uh which is great and like Danny mentioned there's people from Germany so when my first pays year my team consisted of me from India um uh someone from the US who now is my wife and Woo-hoo. um it happens doesn't it Paul <laughs> it happens. yeah those things um, happen we had three germans we had two brazilians yeah. uh so it was a big team in weymouth and yeah. multicultural and it was an awesome time and the making of the many of us who were part of the team at that time and so um actually out of the seven four of us are all in full time ministry amen. now amen so Lovely. that is great it sets you up uh, in your faith mm-hmm. and really pushes you out from your comfort zone to actually find your voice in sharing the gospel with your peers wonderful isn't that great that is paysmo so once again just remind us if someone wants to tap into that find out more where can they go paysmovement.com it's p a i s just p a i s yeah p a i s movement.com it's free um it's a free uh, you don't have to pay except for your well if you're traveling from another country you'd pay for your um tickets and stuff but the actual program itself everything that they offer you That's right. is free and from the other side as as a pastor um you know receiving these i got to tell you it, it is very precious and uh, i've had great experiences um from those serving and uh, operating and just being a real blessing to the church well let, let me just say you're around uh, before and over the years uh, leading up to covid then we got covid how did you how did when i say you guys talk about but how was the church how did things go for you hmm. when it came to as we all have you know but but for you when it came to covid the church shepherding the people all that interacting hmm. meeting when you can't yeah all that stuff how did it yeah. go man <laughs> well, you know what? For, yeah. That's about it. That, that, that's kind of what most people will be responding. Yeah, man, like, oh, remember that? <laughs> I, I, I like to say that the crazy started in. It was about the tax, end of the tax year in 2019. We were just about to take a team of young people across to Romania. I was um, with Forty's wife and oh, that's right. some, yeah. and my another son-in-law, and we were. So this was 2019. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I got a call from the fire brigade at six in the morning saying the prayer house is on fire. Thinking, the building, yeah, the building. So someone had petrol bombed the prayer house at five a.m. <laughs> We still don't know who or why. Nobody said, we hate you. We're going to burn you down. It just was on fire. Gutted. Right. We didn't own it. We rented it from Mm -hmm. National Grid. They said, sorry, guys, Mm. we're going to wrap it up now. We're not going to bother to rebuild it. We're going to just knock it down Mm. and put the land up for redevelopment, which itself is a um, long process. So it's still, it's flat, but there's nothing there. Um, 
So then we went into meeting in schools, back to our sort of roots again, which was we we did cheerfully and with a lot of enthusiasm, and we thought we're going to make this work. Then mm. we were renting an office in a building, and we were doing we were sort of centric. We were squeezing all of our team in because we had a few interns and everything. Yeah, that's right. Sque- we had another guy from India. My yeah. son was base with us from Moorlands and stuff and we had them all squished in this little office right. another guy called Pete and some uh, people doing various admin jobs and stuff and so it was like whoa we can't even fit in it wasn't much bigger than this room <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we then suddenly Covid yeah right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. Forty take the story well it, it was crazy because it was so <clears throat> abrupt in the sense that suddenly like it, 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 like the early days because of the uncertainty. Nobody knew how long it was going to last. Yeah, we thought it may have just been till Christmas yeah, or something. Exactly. You know? It was or, always or, or like just a few next months. Christmas yeah, was yeah, always the thing. Right. Like by next Christmas, yeah, this is going to be done. Yeah, in fact, the was, summer, summer. Yeah, that, that's right. That's yeah. true. So that's suddenly right. it was like no big gatherings, which means church can't come together, mm-hmm. and everything had to go online. And it was a change of like changing the game completely and you couldn't even see each other at that point and the lockdown rules were a lot more stricter at that point you can't you know work from home was very strictly followed and stuff like that so it was like a ghost town wasn't it yeah it just went empty roads were empty um but thankfully um you know with we were able to embrace online church straight away yeah um and we had a team like paul mentioned we had a team of young interns working with us um so we had um lydia and isra and sam who was from india isra's from venezuela lydia's local um from england and myself and we just put our brains together and started doing online church on youtube and stuff like pre-recording things and putting it together Facebook and Live Facebook Live YouTube streamed. Live and all yeah. the rest and it was like whoa suddenly you know and like Paul said it, 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 to start with there was a lot of enthusiasm like everybody was you know on it right right that didn't always ca- carry no, on no. did it but in the yeah. beginning you know because none of us knew how long it would go on for yeah so yeah. you had the enthusiasm but what about the consistency because then suddenly it's not a couple of months it's a couple of years that's right and you've got this ministry yeah. of reacting of you know online yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah. how did that go over, over that period was uh, a learning process and did you have people join and or come and go how, what are the challenges uh, how are things absolutely i mean we had to get creative yeah um and yeah. we did uh you know, it was a lot of research. The learning curve was so steep that, you know, you're staying up at night trying to come up with different things and like problem solving, the, little yeah, problem technical things. things. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I remember times when um, Sam, the other intern from India, was staying with us at that time and he and I would be like, finishing sunday morning's service and uploading it and it'll be 4 a.m in the morning because the internet's slow suddenly so it's taking ages yeah. to <laughs> upload and it's like service is going live tomorrow morning mm-hmm. and we're still uploading mm-hmm. this it was like ah and then we had to get creative we did things like um uh being a dad course um and things yeah, like that parenting cool. right. courses and stuff yeah. all online and um, it was very much like let's try it, see if it works. Mm, yeah. And if it doesn't, we'll absolutely we'll win yeah. it. But you've been creative. Yeah. My you've wife said creativity to me, had to skyrocket. It, yeah. Yes, absolutely. yes. My yes. wife said to me, I think you should do a daily devotional. So second of April, twenty twenty, I started this 
daily devotional Facebook Live and I called it a slow saunter through the Psalms. And suddenly all these people were watching on Facebook Live 8.30 every morning. I literally went for 140 days without stopping. (laughs) And then we went into Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. You were 10 out. (laughs) Seriously. If you go through the Psalms, just 10 chapters. Yeah, we condensed condensed a couple. That's very wise. He didn't do 119 in one day. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's it. We had to spread 119 out over a number of days. But it was just incredible. And then, so literally... Bible teaching every day live out in our garden because it was the most gorgeous weather, wasn't that it? That summer, yes. And then um, I'm still doing that now. Oh. I, um, but that not you done know we several have, books now. Yeah, we've we've done Genesis, Acts, Matthew, and so on and so on. Oh, right, let me Romans. jump in. So if someone wanted to check that out, Paul, they're all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Prayer House Weymouth. You search Prayer House Weymouth. They're all on YouTube. And now I've got also running a podcast, which is called Sauntering with Paul White. Lovely. Which okay. we're doing revelation at the moment. Yeah. So uh-huh. that is a... Oh. Yeah. But I'm doing that with oh, good. one of our guys called Pete Milner, who's also a Moreland's graduate. Oh, lovely. Okay. So that that's good to know. So if yeah. people want to, want to check that out, that but, they, they can do that. Again, it's a kind of like that that thing of diversification of our efforts and and our initiative so like okay people's habits have changed Mm. still people's habits are different so how can we connect in to this what is a 24 7 Mm. church Mm. kind of culture yeah yeah Yeah. and just going back to that question of consistency and how did how how did we carry on like we had the most incredible miracle happen to us as a church which was there was a church in that wool cool. um and they had come to the end of their journey as a church and they had a small church building and as prayer house we didn't have a building so they came to us and said we have a building do you think you could use it and for a long time it was left dormant because Wool is about 30 minutes from Weymouth, and it's not really practical. It can't fit us all in on a Sunday and stuff like that. But suddenly, when COVID came, we had the opportunity to convert that into a studio space and be able to film, record, and stuff like that. So suddenly, Prayer House had a studio, fully functioning studio. It was amazing. And it was like, and all our online presence Uh just went up yeah. a notch because the, we have the, the level of production and everything was yeah, really we good able to these take guys it up did a so notch. well and we had the team that could do it had the expertise to do it and also was willing to learn new skills and jump on it so we started live streaming from there come on good stuff uh, we started doing so many things and the level of engagement started picking up as well mm-hmm. because I always believe as a musician I always want to listen to music that's good Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're engaging with a worship song or a church service, if it's just poorly done, you just know there's another video on YouTube that you could just find that's going to sound better and it's <laughs> going to be clear and it's going to be better. So it's just like and that was a huge blessing for us because we were able to produce something and present something that is actually good. That's quality. That's like um, market um production levels so like yeah when it comes to the development awesome. and literally you, you uh, just for the next 30 seconds or so but did it become more interactive as well so did you Absolutely. get to hear 
uh, people that are listening and, and, you know, the type of feedback or people responding as well、yeah. and interacting. Did Absolutely. You, did that so start we, kicking in? We had to intentionally go after that because、mm. uh, we didn't want it to become spectator sport because、uh, that's what it becomes like YouTube on your TV with a coffee in your cup and your couch. That was COVID church for a lot of people. So we had to, like, right, guys, get on the comments. Like, Tell us what you're doing. Tell us, like, even be prophetic. You know, ask God, what is He saying? What is He talking?、Yeah. And we had the host to be live on a Sunday morning so we could then pick up the comments and interact with the people and things like that. So that was a real blessing、that、for us. That was good.、Um, I like that. That's, move、uh, away from that, like, consumer. Yeah. Idea and be like, actually, well, we get I like、interact. what you said there, Fozzie, because it isn't a spectator, you know, it's not like、mm-hmm. a, a monologue.、Yeah. You want it like a dialogue. Yeah, you yeah. want people to respond. You want people to react. You know, the thought, and unfortunately, you know, from India, but even in the heart of Dorset. There's、um, different cultures and different types of people, and you have all that going on. But yet, there's one thing that I, I, I personally discovered, I don't know if you have as well, that even in the midst of those differences,、um, The, the heart of a person, the heart of man, you know, man or woman, is, is not that different when it comes to those who are struggling or challenges going on.、Mm. It could be worries about money, it could be、yeah. health issues. Could, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, but then there's also the same God. But have you found that, guys? And I'm, I'm talking to both because just the culture, and, and, and Pastor Paul, you were talking about being in Sheffield and,、mm-hmm. and those sort of things. So, how have you found that dealing with different or, or just, you know,、um, Connected with different people, but yet the issues, the challenges, they can be similar. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. And I've, I've had the privilege of traveling to many countries in the world in the course of my life. And again, you see different skin color, different customs,、mm. yeah. and so on. And actually, church looks kind of different, but the, the values the church is kind of teaching and Discipling people in are the same,、mm. same Holy Spirit,、mm. and the same、yeah. resource to meet the needs of the、yeah. people around.、Yeah. And, and I, I love the ways different churches and different cultures innovate to fit in, the, to kind of reach their community.、Yeah. But absolutely, the, the issues are the same. You know, an alcoholic in Central Asia and former Russian. Um, mm-hmm. Or Soviet yeah. kind yes, of、right. republic yeah. Yeah. is the same as an alcoholic in Weymouth.、Yeah. We have our、yeah. own,、mm. and there, you know, we、yeah. we're working with some at the moment. You know, and the, the challenges are identical,、mm. and the、mm. devastation、mm. to the families is the same.、Mm. You know,、yeah. broken broken families, broken marriages, broken lives. They still need that same medicine, which is come to Doctor Jesus,、mm-hmm. get、yeah. your heart healed,、yeah. let him love you, let him、yeah. fill you with his spirit, renew you, and give、mm. you a hope and a future.、Like、yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, gr- growing up in India, I, I was India is a very religious country. Um, you you kind of have to pick a team, really, in India.、Um, you don't really see a lot of atheists,、um, people who don't believe in God. You, you are one or the other. And,、um, <clears throat> and I, I find that really curious and interesting because coming here as well, you, you know, the culture is different, people are different, and you know, the way people seek. And our look for and people search is very different here compared to India. And I think the common thing I've picked up, Danny, is the fact that we're all searching. We're all looking. 
you know whether whether you're a hindu or a muslim or a christian or buddhist or whether you're an atheist who you don't even believe in god you're always seeking you're looking for answers and i think just going back uh, if you might have missed the early part of the show you know the first question that god asked man is like where are you yeah. because he knew god knew that we aren't created to be on our own yeah. we're not created to be isolated and we talked about isolation and covid and, and the, the thing is that the reason why we search is this this deep seated sense of i need to be with someone mm-hmm. and i yeah. haven't found it yet and we try different religions we try different things mm-hmm. we tried al- mm-hmm. we try alcohol or drugs mm-hmm. or whatever to you know fill that void and i think to me the the thing that i find most interesting is that actually the heart of man is looking and longing all the time and whether we find it with Jesus is the great question yeah. okay so i've got a question to ask you for both so one if someone's uh, searching they're listening right now yeah and they're looking they, you know and like as you say everyone is you know when it comes to that fulfillment the purpose uh, we hear by accident yeah. a lot of people not even to do with you know religion as i would determine yeah. yeah. it but it, even logic th- yes. there's more to this life you yeah. know but what is it how do people tap into but if someone is searching and they're they're listening to this show right now what would you for to say to them because my second question See, these guys, they're now thinking, no, you answer that one. No, you answer that one. I like that. I, 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 I like the graciousness on, on both of them. But then the second one would be, well, listen, if they want to find out more, mm. how can they get in touch with yeah. you? What if they, they mm. want to talk mm. or discuss or even touch base or even hear more about what you guys sure. are doing? So they're the two questions that I've got. Yeah. So I want to bring that open over the next two or three minutes. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what would yeah. you say to them? I think uh, for me, one of the most powerful pictures um, that Jesus um, painted, one of the stories that he said was the story about the son who went away from the father. And um, there's, the, if you're interested, read in Luke chapter 15, the story of the son who left the father. Uh, and then at, at the end of the story, the son comes back. The son comes back to the father and the father runs to him, embraces him. And what really, um, you know, just I love about that story is the fact that the father, when he's embracing, when he's welcoming the son back, he's not interested in what the son has been doing. He's not interested in what the son has to say about his behavior. He's not interested in how the son's going to explain all the money he spent and the <laughs> wealth he spent off. What the father is interested in is in you, is the son, because the father knows that the son belongs in the house. The son has got a home with him in there. So if if you are maybe listening to us today, and you're thinking, gosh, how, how do I even find God? Yeah. How do I even start? Like, where do I start? What do I say? Where do I go? Who do I talk to? Well, the simple answer is it doesn't matter how much you can do. It only matters of what God has already done just to help you in that journey. And Jesus has made a way where you just literally turn to him. And I can give you lots of stories where he comes running to us. He comes running to the person because he loves you. He's yeah. done it already and he's doing it again and again and again. So all you need to do is just look to him and say, Jesus, whether you believe him or not, just even if you don't believe him, just say, Jesus, if you're real, yeah. if you're even a God, if there is a God, Jesus, if you're real, will you come and make it evident in my life? Will yeah. you come and make yeah. it evident in my heart? And I promise you, 
because he's promised to do it and so I can speak on his behalf and I can promise you that he will turn up and your life I promise will be changed once and for all for great good. words great words for you so if they want to find out more I like that yeah, um, so uh, where would they uh, how can they reach you guys we our website is prayerhouse.uk it couldn't be that's more nice simple. and easy yeah um, on YouTube prayerhouse Weymouth mm-hmm. um, Facebook at yeah. prayerhouse Weymouth. It's just everywhere. Um, any podcast platform, including Spotify, iTunes, anything else. Good, yeah. Sauntering with Paul White, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, anything, whatever platform you use. Even Alexa knows about us now. <laughs> so Sauntering with Paul White, and there's a load yes. of stuff on there as well. well yeah. But show up, come and see us. You yeah. know, send yeah. us an email. Say you'd like to come and check us out, yeah, or or just yeah. you want to talk to us. We're happy to pick up the phone, whether you ever come to the church or not. We just our our business is bringing people, ushering people back into the arms of the Father to yeah, be received love and loved. So, Paul, once again, the email address. Um, admin at prayerhouse.uk. Okay, so if people want to get in touch, and uh, when it comes to the website again prayerhouse.uk there you go I mean that is so easy so easy there we go <laughs> all right so there we go these guys based in Weymouth and it is lovely to have you both thank on you. the show thank you so much it's Danny flown by but you guys have been great and, uh, and and also what I like is how well you work together because you've both been like because I know you've got well you're no different to me you, you, there's always stuff to talk about yeah. there's always so much to say but you've been very good you've been now I know you say something because uh, if that was me I'd be like you know you say something but inwardly I'm thinking no I want I let me say something <laughs> let me <laughs> uh, yeah. but listen well done. thank you so much great to have you on community now and uh, but listen if you're listening and uh, you want to check out and find out more do check our prayer house based in weymouth this is hope fm